Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Good day, Gladiators. Thank you for joining us for the second uh, part of our conversation with retired Lieutenant General Jay Silveria um, and Colonel Rick Yerridge. So again, we're thankful to have you, uh, General Silveria, and we are continuing our discussion on um, sexual assault awareness and prevention uh, month because, you know, we are in April and that's what our focus is um, this month. Well, it's a it's a pleasure to still be with you, and uh, I like I said uh, on our on our previous discussion, I, I I'm very proud of the 960th for for taking on this topic and and being out front and uh, and and talking to your and talking to your organization about it. I think that's so important. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, sir. Thanks for joining us uh, and, and giving us all this time and and the um the emphasis you put on it just from a time aspect um helps us understand really it, it is important and we want to make sure all of our airmen have the opportunities that they need to to reach their goals and be the best they can and and certainly this is a part of uh their safety and understanding and education um to help the organization be the best we can be and so you know the department of the air force um, kind of revamped the sexual assault prevention training. Um, so before it was, you know, you go on um, online, do your one hour training and you were good for a whole year. And so that and suicide prevention training changed in 2020. And so now it's broken down to a continuous conversation every month that's led by the commanders um, or myself in, in our, in our wing. And so, um, I think doing that and having that ongoing conversation versus I check the box, I'm done. I don't have to hear about it for another year, um, is really what we're adopting and trying to take on as a wing. And I think, Francis, I think those conversations are so important and it, you know, it's not, it can't be a lecture, right? It can't be just uh, um, someone that's, uh, that's talking about what you should or shouldn't be doing. Uh, it has to be conversation so that people can, can, can learn from each other and, and learn how others see uh, situations. And that's where the growth takes place. Absolutely. And we talk a lot about accountability as well, right? As it relates to the prevention measures, leadership involvement, um, because granted, if an, an unfortunate event happens, you know, where does the blame shift? And, you know, we have to look at that um, in order to prevent it. And I think so many times when the, that unfortunate event, it's a lot like, um, uh, in cases where we would call a, a safety episode where, where an accident happened, that we can often go back and find a chain and we can find an element somewhere along the way where this could have been prevented uh, a while ago. And I think the same thing happens so much in sexual harassment and sexual assault that we miss the idea that, in fact, there is a 
there is a, a chain there. Someone didn't someone didn't decide that they're going to 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 assault someone, or they they didn't decide that they're going to do, to harass someone. It was it was part of something that was either not not discussed, or or they did not have a chance to learn that, or 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 it was not presented in a way that they understood. So as you talked about, it's important that those conversations monthly about sexual assault, sexual harassment, the conversations about suicide prevention, it's important that they happen in that continuous way, in that monthly, and as you described, that it's always present, that it's always available to talk about. Yeah, and I think the way we talk about it, sir, needs to be you know, not just a bunch of bullet points to talk about, here's what you should do, right? We've got to talk about what kind of behaviors, what kind of things, what kind of modeling should we be doing for our children? What kind of things um, that people see in mainstream media, um, where they're coming from, what they're understanding, what healthy relationships look like, and, and making sure that we are reinforcing those through all of our engagements with organizations and um, you know, we've had some uh, during COVID here, we've had some opportunities to engage with some other family members that we probably wouldn't have through virtual events that Francis has put on that we've uh, had the opportunity to participate in and, and modeling those behaviors that we want um, that lead to healthy relationships is really important. I, and I think, uh, Rick, there's uh, that is such an element that has been missing in a lot of our, call it training and our prevention through years. One of the things from my time at the Air Force Academy was that we really worked on, uh, call it healthy interpersonal skills, and then on the furtherance of that through healthy relationship training. So a lot of times our education in, in these areas and a lot of these societal issues, our education has been about what not to do. You can't say this. You can't do that. Don't do this. Don't say that. That crosses the line. That's too much. What has been missing a lot of times in our education in prevention has been what to do and how you should act. So... As uh, I think Francis talks a lot about the people that, that arrive in an organization, arrive in the Air Force, that they already come with their background and their, their experiences and their baggage. And in many cases, they haven't been taught how they're supposed to interact with people in a appropriate and in a healthy way. So we have a responsibility to teach them how to do that, not just what they shouldn't do. Exactly. I think that's some parts are missing, right? You know, when you, you have a kid and you're like, stop doing that. Don't do that. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. Instead, like giving them objects that they can play with, they can touch, you know, that's like the education piece that um, when you're raising kids, like people forget about that. Well, what can I do or what can I play with? And, and that's the same thing um, when it comes to this type of training. What are the things that we're going to do to prevent and let's educate about what a healthy relationship is and what it looks like. Um, when we talk about broken families and people joining the military, um, you know, I've come from a divorced, uh, divorced family and 
growing up, I was like, I'm never getting married. And here I am married for 20 years with four kids. So, <laughs> you know, you learn and adapt based on your experiences and, and um, grow. And you can go one of two ways. You can go in a positive direction or negative direction. So it's up to, you know, us to, you know, talk to people about what it is that is acceptable um, and what is not acceptable. I think you're absolutely right, Francis. And one of the things from my experience uh, that we began uh, a program for the new incoming uh, class on health, healthy interpersonal skills uh, to, to give them that, to tell them, you know, here's how you should talk to people. Here's how you should interact. Now, some people may say on the front, well, it, not they may know that or someone may understand that. Well, of course they should, but because they don't makes it our responsibility to, to develop in that, those interpersonal skills. And the reason is, is because of our mission and because of our jobs, right? We want, we want the individuals that come in to feel like they're joining an organization where they can thrive and they're going to thrive in a place where there are those healthy relationships. So somewhat we started teaching those interpersonal skills to the incoming class with a lot of good survey results that it that it was making a difference because in some families as you as you mentioned in some families either the examples they saw or what they were told were not were not what we would want inside the air force so we have to have upfront and direct conversations of what interpersonal skills should be between two people yeah, I think that's important um, and to, to mimic that behavior or demonstrate that behavior at the immediate supervisor. And you've talked before about, you know, all levels of organization have to be uh, on the same page and have to take responsibility um, for, for making those relationships work. And I think um, that for, for that front level, first level supervisor sometimes um, gets thrusted into a position where they've, you know, let's say it's a senior airman going to staff sergeant and they were senior airmen and they were just one of the one of the buddies and the pals. And all of a sudden now they're the supervisor and the relationship changes um, and they may not have been equipped to, to deal with necessarily those things. And they've got all these other things on their plate now. And if they haven't seen um, good supervisory skills in the past and they don't have maybe a solid background, and, and their own personal life or relationships, that can make it really difficult um, to continue to, to make sure that uh, the airmen are getting what they need. I, Rick, I, I think you're absolutely right. It's, and, and that point about all levels of leadership. And I also think it's important that we always have to recognize, as you point out, when someone moves into a new position or, or, you know, to a new level that, uh, uh, we, we also have to recognize that in many cases they have to be taught how to do that because if, if someone automatically came with all the skills that we needed, right, then, then we could make them a senior leader or we could make them a senior NCO, but we don't. 
we we develop them over time. We expose them uh, to situations where they can grow, and that has to be an important part of that. That they can see how to interact with people, how what's an you know, appropriate way to have a relationship, you know, a professional relationship with someone, and and that has to be taught, and there has to be accountability and feedback uh, for people to understand what they should be like interacting with others. And I like that you talked about the accountability piece. And I know in prior conversations that we've had, we talk about like tolerating little things, right? What leads to sexual harassment and sexual assault is when, you know, let me see what I can get away with. Let me see what I can do. I can throw this, you know, comment out there and kind of get a feeler And then the next step, I can, you know, throw this out there and and kind of see what the reactions are and no reactions or that, you know, leader that's a new leader. Maybe I was your supervisor before. um, I'm tolerating that. And that leads to other negative behaviors. I I think you're uh, absolutely right, Francis. And, And in many ways, that is the key that there are. Uh, one way to view it is that in a lot of cases there are baked in, or we talk about unconscious bias, right? There's a in some people there's a, an unconscious element to that comes from their background or or or, or their you know from their family, and in many cases people don't realize that what they're either saying or what their uh, what their actions are, and and for someone to hold them accountable for those smallest comments, hey. Okay, don't say that. We that's that's not the way we should be talking to each other. That's that's that doesn't work here. Uh, that that accountability at the lowest lowest level is where you can begin to make a difference. When someone puts out one of those comments that you describe as a you know a, to, to see what they can get away with, uh, and and a lot of times it's really interested in a power play. They're trying to get some sort of advantage in a situation, and then when they're called out for it, uh, even in a even in the lowest level, I think that makes such a difference. Absolutely. And, um, you know, one of the one of the other things that we really wanted to discuss with you, because you've had such a great long career in, in the Air Force, is to tap into some of that knowledge and talk about, you know, lessons learned through your career. Um, what are some things that you would wish you would have done or, you know, could have done differently? And then, you know, lessons learned as it relates to um, sexual assault prevention at the academy. Right. Well, thanks, uh, Francis. Uh, Thirty-five years, and I would have to say that uh, I was I was blessed uh, uh, and and just a privilege to serve and and put on the uniform uh, every day for for that much time. And and uh, the people to, that I was around, it was just a just a real privilege to to do that for 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 that long and and the, to to lead in, in so many different levels. It was uh, it's it you know it, it chokes me up. It was was such an experience and 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 a real privilege to to get to do that uh, for for airmen and and for all of the people that I had to work with. I I think there's there's so many things that I walk away with about you know what I could have done better and what I missed and what I did. I always at the academy I always joked when, when I would get the question a lot about you know if you what what would you tell cadet Silveria? 
And uh, at the end, you know, what would you go back and tell Cadet Silveria? Well, first off, what I would tell Cadet Silveria back is study harder. And <laughs> I would, maybe I would have had good grades and maybe I would have had some other opportunities. So I would tell Cadet Silveria uh, to study harder. But I think the other thing that, that I that I would tell Cadet Silveria is to, to look up a little bit and look around at all of the opportunities and all that's there. You know, I arrived at, a, at an Air Force at a time in a family from a family. I, I, I didn't completely understand all that the Air Force has to offer. And over time, I began to see it. And and I, I think I would I would tell, you know, people that are joining now that you're joining, you know, a vast organization that does remarkable things in all directions. So look around. Look around you. There's so much to do, so much that you can participate in and so much that you can be a part of. I think your specific question about sexual assault and sexual harassment that that I learned from my time there. First off, I thought I understood the 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 program and I thought I understood what needed to be done to to move forward and and to advance in this area. But I I did not understand it near as well as I thought I did. And in a, in a couple areas. First was until you can get the entire uh, organization engaged in in a particular topic, then you can't affect the change that you want. And so, it, it, as as we've talked about, it's leaders at all levels, and and a consistent message, and help them with the messaging. Because sometimes those leaders don't exactly know what to say. So you need to give them the information and give them the words. So if I think a lesson learned, I would I would have uh, more uh, support for the leaders at all the all the levels to give them the the support and the the information that they that they needed. I also think that that there is absolutely no substitute for genuine care and 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 genuine uh, empathy uh, by commanders to find out what's going on and to, and to engage with their people and, and to learn that there is no substitute for genuinely caring about making a difference. And people will see that. And when you have a summit and you have a uh, this program and you have this event and you have that, but if you can be seen as caring, then they, then they mean that much more. And then I think the last one is is in a lot of ways what we were just talking about on the healthy relationships. I did not understand that in a lot of ways uh, until I got there and began to learn both from scholars and practitioners on on the healthy relationship side. We have to teach people how to act. Uh, and, and many may disagree because they think they should learn that from their family or, or as, they, as they were raised. But we have to teach people how to act. Uh, we have to teach them what's a healthy relationship between two people, a healthy personal, physical relationship. What is a healthy relationship between two people like? And that involves upfront and direct uh, conversations and education. It involves group discussions. It involves experts. It's demanding. Um, but that's the way that I began to see that we made a difference, uh, that, that someone began to learn that perhaps the way that they thought a relationship should be, that that was wrong. And so I think not only do we have to have our our programs of prevention and response and accountability and education, 
we have to have a program part of that where we teach people what to do, not just what they shouldn't do. So I think uh, I think there's so much there, uh, but I think uh, when when commanders are engaged at all levels, when they when they show caring, uh, that that, it, that it's genuine to make a difference to each individual, and then we also take on the responsibility of teaching, then then I think you can really begin to make a difference. Yes, sir. I think that's a great point. It, it feels like we continue to learn that lesson over and over again, and and that's. You know, connecting with our airmen has been a, a huge theme here in COVID, and it, it has a direct impact on retention and recruiting if we're creating the family that we want and what the Air Force and our country demands of us. Um, it makes it, it makes it easy for us to continue to grow and develop and become that organization that, that is there for America. And I think the connection piece uh, for me is really what we're focusing on, and this has been a great opportunity for us to connect with you and for you to help us um, you know, talk about this subject and connect with all of our airmen. And we're going to continue to do that in a number of forums, a number of ways. And um, I really appreciate the opportunity to you know, spend some time with you and, and to learn from you and um, be able to see you um, in video now for history forever to talk about these same, these same things. And and the, the fact that, you know, you, you still are passionate about it and it's important to you in, in, in your life and just making sure that um, all great Americans continue to have the opportunity to be great Americans uh, to grow and, and support this great nation we have. Well, thank you, Rick. I, I am passionate about it. I'm, I mean, I love airmen. I love the Air Force. I love, I love what we do. And uh, I'm I'm very proud uh, to be an airman. I will make one correction. I'm convinced that the reason that that video, among others, went totally viral is that I think my mother was the one that was constantly clicking away and increased <laughs> all the views. Right. So I think it, I actually say it's my mother that caused it. You know, X number of million views. But, <laughs> I don't think so, sir. That 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 was. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, I watched it again. Wow. And, and made my kids watch it. I think. Um, the way you, the way you addressed it, your just from your posture and your language, and you could tell it was, it was coming from your heart and, and, and you had the entire team there. I thought that was really powerful as well. Oh, and Rick, if I could say one thing about that moment, that when it concluded and the end of the day and we were wrapping up and I, I, I left my office and I got in the car and uh, I was, I was, I was got in there. I was walking to my car and uh, two cadets passed me and said, good evening, sir. And I said, good evening. And, you know, I was on my way to my car after a long day. And uh, um, one of them turned around and said, uh, Hey, sir. And uh, I, I turned back around and happened to be African-American. And he said, Sir, uh, thank you for that on the staff tower today. Thank you. And I tell you, Rick, what, whatever I did as a commander, whatever I did, and whatever on that moment, or whatever, if if one person felt empowered and 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 believed in and cared about and supported in some way that made a difference, one person, if that young man who said that to me, if that made a difference, then then that was then that was all absolutely worth it. Yes, sir. And uh, if our gladiators out there that are listening have not seen that video, I encourage you to 
find it. It's really easy. It's the first one that <laughs> pops up when you type in uh, Lieutenant General Jay Silveria. Uh, Air Force Academy is probably a number of keywords that'll that'll get it there. It's it's a, it's a powerful five minute video, and uh, probably um, the discussion probably was longer than that. But I think what what got clipped was about five minutes, and it's it's an outstanding opportunity and demonstration of leadership. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. So gladiators, if you have been sexually assaulted and need assistance, contact the DOD safe helpline at 877-995-5247. It's anonymous, confidential, and they're open 24-7. Our 55th Combat Comms will be recognizing and hosting April's Sexual um, Assault Awareness and Prevention Month's wing-wide activity. So you can subscribe to the 960th Cyberspace's uh, Cyberspace Wing's Facebook page for most um, up-to-date information on what we have going on. Again, General Silveria, thank you so much for joining us um, for these last two episodes of our Sword and Shield podcast. We really appreciate it and hope to talk to you again uh, in the near future. Thank you very much, Francis. Thank you very much, Rick, for what you're doing. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, sir, for helping us continue the conversation. That's important. And for all gladiators out there, until we see you next time.